your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, as you find your seats this morning and as our worship team transitions and kids are dismissed to class, I want you to know that we've just begun. Church is just starting. We're about to hit the ground running with a lot of fun this morning. And, uh, and that fun starts with someone who used to do some youth work with me years ago. It feels like an eternity. It was like another lifetime ago. Uh, Jeremy and I would meet on Saturdays a lot of times, and we would pray and cry and talk about and do whatever we wanted to do in God's presence. And sometimes we'd pray about young people. <laughs> so we were there to pray about youth and young people. But I think uh, whenever you get in God's presence, he has his own agenda. And there were times we would just be praying about anything and everything. But it was fun. Wasn't it, Jeremy? That was some good times. I, I, I remember back on that. And I just think that is so fun, praying and interceding with a good friend. And, uh, and so this is my privilege to introduce Jeremy Johnson. And so, Jeremy, come. Tell us what the Lord's put on your heart. Have your freedom, man. Which one do you want to use, the fluffy one or this one? I'm going to give you the fluffy one. Well, thank you, Pastor Ben. And yes, wow, um, it is, it's good to be back home in some ways. It's just really, really cool. So many people that I've seen already this morning that whether it's at Cornerstone, whether it's been through the school, or all the way back to InterVarsity Christian Fellowship back at UWGB with Beth back there, I tell you, it's just, it's great to be among like-minded believers and to have the opportunity to come and share and, and be here. So uh, thank you so much for offering the opportunity to do that, and Pastor Ben, and, and of course, uh, supporting uh, the school. So I'm going to talk about that today. Let's just bow our heads and, and pray real quick here before we get going. Lord, we thank you again for opportunities to come and just share in you. Oh, Lord, brothers and sisters in Christ, it is just great to be united and have you as the target, as you as, the, as the, our focus, the one that we are following after, the one that we are worshiping, the one we are lifting high, and just declaring that you are worthy. No matter what walk of life we are, we are on, where we're at, what we're doing, we know there will be a time when we will be all together with you. There will be a great reunion, and it will be forevermore. But thank you, Lord, for the time that we can come back and reflect today. Be united once again. Lift your name on high and share what you're doing in the body of Christ at Visible, at Grace Christian Academy, and in every, every place. Um, we thank you for that, Lord. In your holy precious name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. All right. Well, if you don't know me, my name is Jeremy Johnson, and I am the head administrator at Grace Christian Academy in Pulaski, and I've been there for a number of years now, almost a, a decade. And as Pastor Ben said, we go, go way back to Cornerstone Family Church and the youth group, and, and yeah, wow, some, some crazy times with the Lord, <laughs> praying and, and just enjoying the Spirit's presence in our lives. And so we're going to talk about what God's got me doing right now, along with all the people involved at Grace Christian Academy. And so you can bring up the first slide there. And so this is our school, and this is our school year with all of our staff and our students. And as Pastor Ben talked about, maybe you know, maybe you don't know, but Visible Church has been supporting Grace Christian Academy for uh, a few years now, and, and, and then even before then, in so many ways. In fact, before 
went, went about a week ago now, and we had met and was talk, we were talking about coming up here and just sharing a little bit about Grace, Grace Christian Academy. I told Pastor Ben, I said, it was so instrumental for me going back to my Cornerstone days and being there and the Lord's growth in me to, to speak to me to doing what I'm doing today. There's, there's no way that I would have if the, the Spirit did not grab a hold of my heart. And so, so thankful for so many people in our lives that are instrumental along our walk that would prepare us, equip us, and, and ultimately edify and encourage us to say, yeah, the Lord's anointed you to do this, so go. Be obedient to the Spirit. And, and so here we are uh, years later at Grace Christian Academy. So thank you so much for your support and what you do for the school. I want to talk a little bit about who we are and what the Lord has us doing and, and where we're headed. So this is uh, the first, first place here. If you've never heard of Grace Christian Academy, this is our foundation. We are Christ-centered, Bible-based, and discipleship-driven. And I can't think of three other things that are more important than that. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the center of everything that we do. The Bible is the absolute authority in everything that we teach and do at the school, from teaching math and language arts to Bible class, whatever it may be. That is the heart of what we, we teach. And then, of course, a discipleship, and that's what our mission statement is all about here. Our mission at Grace Christian Academy, we're not a nominational 4K-12 grade Christian school that exists to disciple students towards leaving a legacy of walking with Christ, producing wisdom, stature, and favor with God and man. That's our heartbeat. That's what we're about. And it's interesting because in Matthew 28 with the Great Commission, Jesus didn't say, go and make converts. He said, go and make disciples. That's what we need to be about. And while salvation is important, as Pastor Ben just, just shared the good news and that invitation to come to know the Lord personally as your Lord and Savior, confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that He is Lord, you will be saved. That's a starting point. But then it takes time to disciple, investment in, in our churches, in our families, in our schools. And so that's our heartbeat. And for the, uh, hey, I'm caught up in your presence. Amen. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so a discipleship, as I said, is a key component and really is the focus of what we do at the school. And, and we do that in a number of different ways. These are a few of our graduates just uh, a few years back. And uh, we are a small school, of course, but we still have high school and graduation. And we have chapel every single day for 20 minutes. We feel it's important to be in the presence of the Lord daily as a group, everybody, students, staff, everybody on board. So we spend time in worship, in prayer, in the Word. Uh, we have group discipleship throughout the week, and we also have one-on-one -on -one discipleship throughout the week with our upper-level students, sixth grade and up, where we meet with them for about 15 minutes or so and just ask them, how are you doing spiritually? How's your walk with the Lord today? How's your quiet time, your prayer life, things with your family? And so this is uh, intentional, obviously, in our mission statement. And with the, uh, the, the other piece here, yes, we do teach the ABCs and 123s as well. So we do have you know, language arts and English and science and history, all those traditional classes that you can, can think of. But with every one of those classes, the Bible is interwoven through every single thing. Discipleship is interwoven through every single thing. And what makes us distinct, we have a lot of awesome schools in our area. Providence Academy, Bay Christian, Notre Dame, a lot of great schools. 
and they're preparing students for higher education, so a lot of them based on a classical Christian framework, and, and they're awesome, and they're needed. But for us, discipleship is, is really what makes us distinct in the way that our co-curricular is outreach. Our co-curricular is putting faith into action. And I, I love co-curriculars, don't get me wrong. I coached track and field and cross country for a number of years in my public school time. Love it. Um, but with a small school, for one, you don't have the resources to do all those things. Kind of hard to make a football team out of our high school squad right there. But <laughs> we can go out into the streets. We, we can go out and help the elderly. We can go out into the community and help businesses. We can, we can live our faith out. And that's why we, we say that we're local missionaries in this area. We're going out in the area, and, and we're, we're speaking about Christ. We're sharing the good news, and we're living out our faith. And we do, it, do we do it perfectly? Well, no. <laughs> we're fallen people, just like the rest of everybody. But we have an amazing Savior that continues to, to build us up and prepare us, equip us, and to go. And so uh, we look at ourselves as local missionaries. So a lot of our outreach things we do, farmer's market, community service, outdoor worship, uh, these are things that we're about and this is what we're raising up, kings and queens. And this is not a school either where you just come drop your kid off and say, hey, make them a Christian and, and a great scholar, and I'll see you later. Uh-uh. Nope, nope, nope. Deuteronomy 6 and many other places within Scripture says that you, parents, you are, you're the people that are to bring your children up in the faith. Not, not a school, not, not your pastors, not, not any of that. Now, they're important, and they're good. That is good. But as parents, we're the primary educators of the faith, so we come alongside our families in that. And, and so when it comes to raising up kings and queens, you talked about identity already this morning. We had a word of the Lord of, of identity in Christ. We want our students to know their identity in Christ. We want them to know where they stand and to take a stand when it comes to what's happening in our world today. There's, there's a, lot of, a lot of craziness out there if you haven't been out in the world lately, right? A lot of craziness. And, and so we want to be vessels of truth as well. And, and disciple and teach our students to be able to stand up and speak that. And, of course, to shine for the Lord. Many giftings, many abilities, many, many different deposits from the Lord that our students have. We want them to shine for Him in this world that desperately needs Him and needs to hear truth. So that's a bit of who we are, and uh, this is our memory verse for the school year. Every year we have a uh, memory verse for the school year, and talk about timing. You know, it's amazing how the Spirit does that, isn't it? His timing is, is right on every, every single time, and, and so Esther 4.14 is what we stand on. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. We want our students to know who they are in Christ. And through that identity, say, I'm not burying my head in the sand. <laughs> I'm going to live for Him. I'm going to live for Him. Um, is that easy to do? No. <laughs> it's, it's challenging. But our God is a finisher, and our God is a God of perseverance, and He deposits that in us as well. And so that's what we want to be about is persevering. So that's a little bit about who we are and where are we today. All right. Well, this is a slide from the past, and we, we, told, we told you, Steve, that you're going to be in this slide, right? Well, here he is on, on the end back there on the, on the left. Uh, this was the summer before we moved into our rental buildings. We've been in Pulaski for almost a decade, 
And uh, we actually, we needed some help cleaning the place up and getting it straightened up. And so uh, pastor's like, well, let's get the youth group there. So we got them there and they helped us to scrub the floors and uh, ply baseboard and all these fun and wonderful things. And that was our banner that we held up for a picture, which is up in our school, has been there for the last decade. Um, so that's where we've been. And we, uh, of course, enjoy Pulaski. We've had a lot of growth, which is a blessing from the Lord. Our first year, 1415, uh, five families, 10 students, four staff. Only one of which was paid, by the way. We indeed walk by faith in those beginning years. And the Lord is faithful. He's so faithful. Has it always happened the way that you think? No. <laughs> but he is faithful and true to his promises. And, and we've seen him revealed again and again and again in those. And so, uh, yeah, currently we have 27 families, 47 students, and 11 staff. So praise the Lord. But with growth, as you know, comes a need, more needs for, for resources and, and time and money and all these things, which I think are good problems. Because where does that drive you? It drives you to him. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, we got to this marker. Now we can relax. Lord says, nope, <laughs> there's more. I'm going to prepare you for more. Here's the next marker. Go for it. But you're going to need me even more. So our dependence grows, and that's a, that's a good thing. So we're in it together, and we spend a, a lot of time talking about this at the school as well. Uh, this isn't, as I said, just a school where you drop your kid off and, all right, it's up to you. Here you go. No, sorry. We're all involved in this, uh, just as we are in our churches, and we should be. So parents, students, staff, our board, everyone is, is in this together in what we do. And so with that, a little bit of where we are, where we are going, God is, he's amazing, <laughs> and he always has some turns in our walk with him, doesn't he? And so just when you think that, hey, things are good, we're comfortable, we're getting a little, uh, maybe even a little bit complacent, the Lord says, yeah, perfect time for me to come on in and stir things up. And, and so... This year, we knew we were going to see another move of God because we are no longer going to be able to stay in our rental buildings in Pulaski. Then we have a new landlord, and he's got other plans for them. So we're like, okay, where do we go to? Go to the Lord. And in a lot of prayer and research and looking around, we have been led to a new home, which may be familiar to some of you. And that's the Annunciation School over in Green Bay. This was a former... Uh, residence for Providence Academy for a number of years for the grammar school. And uh, <laughs> I see somebody rocking back there. <laughs> yeah, and, and so they were blessed with this space. And, and here we have the same opportunity to go and, and use that. Now, at first we were scratching our head and going, well, what about, what about Pulaski? You know, what about... And God says, it's not about Pulaski. It's not about Green Bay. It's not about visible. It's not about you. It's not about, it's not about any of those things. It's about me. And so he's going to do things the way that he's going to do them. Are we going to let him be God? Or are we going to do our own thing? So we have to walk by faith continuously, which is, which is good. Um, and he also has continued to put this in our hearts for building a new home. And, and this has not ended. This is a few years back that this has been put in our hearts to build a new home for GCA. And, and while we are in waiting for the funds to continue to come in, we're going to continue to prepare the fields for rain just knowing that it will come. And again, it's his timing. I hope it's not 40 years in the wilderness wandering. I hope it's sooner than that. But again, it's not my plans. It's not up to me. It's up to him. Our job is to walk by faith. 
and keep close. And I also want to just share a little bit of every year we have new visions that come on our heart for things. And, and that's good because, again, it, it, it tells us that uh, we're, we're not going to get into this cycle of, well, why do you do it that way? Well, that's because that's the way we've always done it. Anyone ever heard that or done that before? That's just the way we've always done it, so this is what we're going to do. You know, every year the Lord's like, hey, I got a new marker for you. Are you ready? <laughs> it's another field trip with the Holy Spirit. Here we go. <laughs> um, and so next year for our high school, we call it the Legacy Making Academy. We have a new vision. I'm not going to share the whole thing. In fact, some of it's still in development, but I did want to share a couple things. And let me just give you a little bit of a backdrop for that. Um, I think this is pretty obvious to all of us, right? We, we have some fallen world realities that are before us, the things that we face each and every day. It's a perfect world no more. Creation groans. Christ will restore, though. Can I get an amen? Yeah. He is going to be making every, everything new. Can I get another amen? Yeah, it's coming. It's our eternal hope. Praise the Lord. Uh, but today is the day is, is the day that we have before him in this fallen world. So we have spiritual warfare daily that we walk out. Other statistics that are, that are across the U.S. here, and these are pretty recent, you know, two-thirds of 18 and 29-year-olds who grew up in church are leaving the faith. This is in church, Christians, and they may attend Christian schools, they may go to youth group all the time and do a lot of wonderful things. But that's the statistic. And, of course, other things are on the increase. Atheism, mysticism, occult are all on the increase. You know, we always say at the school that you're, we're designed to worship. Everybody. We're designed to worship. And if you're not going to worship God, guess what? You're going to worship something else. You are going to worship something because you're designed to worship. And you're going to wrap your heart around something. And, and so that's what we're seeing. We're seeing an increase of that. Our own culture is embracing, promoting, and celebrating sin. I mean, for some of us that have been around for a while, this has really radically changed. Now, nothing's new under the sun as far as history goes. <laughs> I think if we put ourselves back in ancient times, we'd really be shocked at some of the things that were going on. But still, for us in America, this, these, some of these things are, are, are new to the point that you're not just saying, hey, this is okay, but if you don't celebrate it, then, then you're a hater. You're intolerant. Really? <laughs> I can't even disagree anymore. Uh, so that's, that's, that's on the rise. And of course, I think most of you know America was founded on Judeo-Christian values and, and God we trust. That's why it's printed on a lot of different things, our, our nation's motto. But are we really there today? You know, statistics will, will say, people will say, yeah, 80, I think it's 80% now. 80% of people in America will say, yeah, I believe in God. But their hearts are far from Him. And even for us as Christians, you know, we're a work in progress too. We're not perfect. So, yeah, we got some struggles. Um, so this is, this is what we kept coming back to. It's like, wow, you know, we have our children that, uh, we have good kids here at the school, and, and, and we, we do a lot of awesome things, but they, and they know God, and they know how to be a Christian, but overall, are they desiring Him? Do they want Him more than anything in their life? And my kids attend school, and it was hard for me to say an absolute, yeah, yeah, they desire him more than anything, more than Instagram and Snapchat and, and all these different things. So then I'm like, maybe not. And, and so that was a question that kept coming to the forefront of, not that we're doing everything bad, but what can we continue to do to help culture and, and foster and develop an environment that they're continuously hungering God, 
and desiring him more and more and more. And not just satisfied with, well, I know the whole book of Ephesians from memory. Well, that's great. Nothing wrong with that. That's really good. Good book. But is your heart far from him? I think as parents, most of us know that, you know, it doesn't mean, mean a thing if, if we, all of our life, we're continuously doing all these things that we do and raising them in our homes and bringing them to church and doing all these things. But ultimately, if they leave our home and, and they are disobedient to the Holy Spirit, they don't follow him, then what is it all for? Ultimately, they need to answer to him. It's important they answer to us, <laughs> no doubt. But if they're answering to him first, that's going to follow. It's going to come. So this is what we kept coming back to. And uh, this is from the Colson Center. I thought this hit the, the nail on the head, too. Passing on a Christian worldview to our kids requires much more than just telling them the truth. It requires us to help them to love the truth. Boy, do we need the Holy Spirit in that, because we can't do that on our own flesh. No way. We can't do it on, on our own. We need Him. And so because of that, we, we were looking next year to changing some things in our, in our high school and, uh, and really focusing on a lot of life application classes, or I like to say, not just what to think, like memorizing scripture and all that, that's good, we'll continue to do that, but how to think, how to apply it, and, and really culturing more an environment to desire God. So more on that in the future. <clears throat> so how can you help? Well, there's a number of ways, but these, for me anyway, when I think about this, these are the ways as far as the priority goes. Pray, please intercede for us, put us on your prayer list. Uh, take some information at the table when, when you go today and, and pray for us. Because just, just like you need here, we need the same thing. We need your prayers. Intercede, talk to God, and, um, and just ask Him for, for blessing, for, for resources, for finances, for volunteers, for people, for Grace Christian Academy. Secondly is to share. For some of you, this may be the first time that you've heard of the, the school, Grace Christian Academy. Share it. We need, we need your voice. And now with our move coming into Green Bay, there's more things the Lord wants to do with that. He wants to connect us to more people. And, and we need voices, we need people to share that. So whether it's online, whether it's in person, whatever it is, be obedient to the Spirit. He prompts you to share. And the good news, we do it. At least we should do it. <laughs> need to be obedient to Him. Well, with ministries and, and missions that you support here too, please share of those missions and ministries with others. And then, of course, donate. Obviously, every, every ministry, every missionary, we need funds. And if there are ways that the Spirit is speaking to you on that, then just be obedient to Him, whatever that is. And I like this slide just because I like God's perspective rather than ours. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've spent too many times in, in my own self-centered circle. And, and so I, I, I want more of God and more of the Christ-centered circle. So while the world will say you only have these options to do things, we say, no, God, you're our only option. And, and so rather than looking at things as an obligated duty, we're going to have a servant's heart towards the things that we do. Our families are heavily involved with what we do at Grace Christian Academy in many ways. Rather than being dependent on the government or whatever it may be, we're, we're going to be independent of that because we are dependent, with a capital D in that, on God, first and foremost. That's where our independence comes from, not from anything we muster up. Rather than looking at things as obstacles, we're going to look at them as opportunities for the Lord to speak and show Himself and reveal Himself. Rather than silence, we're going to testify, we're going to stand up and, and say, yes, this is our God, this is who He is. Rather than doubt, we're going to trust. 
And rather than our own self, or as like we talk a lot about the school, a self-centered circle, we want to live in the Christ-centered circle. We want, to, we want to put God first in all that we do. Is there a last slide? Ah, well, it's a thank you slide. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much for listening and, uh, and, and just understanding a little bit more about who we are at Grace Christian Academy. Uh, we wouldn't be there without you and your prayers and, and your giving, your sharing. We really appreciate it. And if you want more information, obviously, on our website at the table, we have information over there, too. And uh, thank you for giving and pouring into this ministry in the last number of years. Amen. So I asked Jeremy to stay on. We're not really done yet. We've got a couple more minutes, and you know me. I, I, now I have a whole sermon to preach, so, um, so he, he's going to be there. Um, I actually wanted him to be an illustration for this sermon. I needed somebody to represent debauchery and life of sin and, uh, and how God saves us, and he volunteered. And no, so we're going to take up an offering right now for Grace Christian Academy. So I want you to just, I love hearing you talk, all, by the way. And he is the quintessential teacher. I just love that. And uh, I think I was the cheerleader. <laughs> you were the, the actual teacher. I That's why we're a good that. team. I know. <laughs> so um, just let the Holy Spirit lead on you. Uh, you know, if there's a desire to support Grace Christian Academy, you know, they're one of many great schools that he's already talked about. But man, I just love their vision, their mission. I love what they represent. Um, you know, and we're called the Visible Church. And our tagline is, our faith must make a difference or faith illustrated. That's this school. I just love that. So we're going to pray a blessing over them. Let's go ahead and stretch a hand towards Jeremy. And if you're sitting next to any of the volunteers or staff, you can lay hands on them too. Heavenly Father, we just declare favor and blessing over Grace Christian Academy. God, let it be evident everywhere they go, everywhere their feet a step. Lord, bless them and give that territory to them. Now, as they branch into Green Bay proper, I ask for you to open up the floodgates of heaven, pour out an inheritance. People, let there be more and more of this generation gravitating to Grace Christian Academy. Open up those floodgates, Lord, and let there be laborers in this field. Let the uh, finances and provision flow in. Lord, let increased vision come. Lord, let details come. Just as you have said, as we delight in you, you'll direct our steps and you'd even give us the desires of our heart. Lord, give this school the desires of their heart. Let Jeremy's heart, his vision, the dreams you put in him, let them come to pass, Lord. Let the school see just your blessing. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and pass that uh, offering uh, bucket. But now I could not let Jeremy go without uh, using him really as an example because you are an example of the sermon series. We're about to kick off. We're about to kick off the sermon series. And, you know... Um, on that slide, that I am slide, his last point was about uh, self or sacrifice, right? Or self or Jesus, uh, letting it be a Christ-centered. Turn with me to Luke chapter 9. Jeremy even kind of half quoted this before service when I was talking to him about it. So this must be, do you guys, do you make them memorize this one? Is this one of them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. look, yep. look at that. That's, that's phenomenal. And uh, 
It is so good to be in a place where they hide the word of God in their hearts. You know, that's what scripture says. Hide that word in our hearts so we won't sin against God. And that's a beautiful thing. It says in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, it says, And then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Wow. And then take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. I just love all this. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him, the son of man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his father's and in his uh, end of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. That section is great. Felt it was good to read the whole section. But boy, the emphasis is if you want to follow the Lord, you must deny self first, right? then pick up that cross and follow him. So I wanted to ask you, uh, I remember back before you ever said yes, and you were still teaching and working in Denmark. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so can you tell me what this verse or this section looks like for you in your experience of following God? Because that was a pivotal time in your life I could see the terror in your eyes when we would we come there. to prayer. I know you'd be like, and Amy's eyes. yeah, and in the Amy's eyes too. So tell us what it's like uh, going back in time to apply this scripture to that situation in your life. Sure. Yeah, it was a pivotal time for us and in our faith walk, especially because uh, I was I was very satisfied at Denmark where I was teaching at the time. I was in public school, was there 11 years, coached cross country track, taught science at the high school, just loved it. And I just, I was in my room one, one day just praising God, praying to God, saying, thank you, Lord, for this blessing and this opportunity to, to be here. And I hear these words, I'm preparing you. And I didn't, I didn't really want to hear that. <laughs> I was happy where I was at. Uh, and I'm like, what? Did I hear you right? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm preparing you. And so I went home and I told Amy, and she laughed at me because she's like, yeah, right, whatever. You're not going to leave that job. That's the that's best, best job. And I'm like, no, I, I think that he's got something else in store. So it was a process for the next five years of denying self and, and just giving over to the Lord of being committed and letting certain things go because in my mind, it's like, well, how am I going to support my family? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And those are things that kept going through our minds. And the Lord just kept saying, I have you. Are you trusting in me? Will you trust in me? I'm the one that's going to prepare you. You're not going to do anything that's, that. I, in fact, he doesn't even need me. <laughs> that's the best part about it. It's like, <laughs> I don't even need you. But I'm inviting you in to be a part of this. Isn't that amazing, our God and how he does that? You know, he doesn't need any one of us to do his will. But yet he invites us in and says, I want you to be part of it because that's how much I love you. And not only that, but I'm going to empower you to do it. So through the years, I did. I had to keep letting go of those things, trusting God more. And I, as I said, Cornerstone was instrumental in that in our growth as a family. And it was a family decision, not just mine. And eventually when it came to the point where I was literally stepping out of the boat, like, you know, Peter, <laughs> eyes fixed on, on Christ. Uh, yeah, there was a little intrepidation. <laughs> I was like, oh. But yet the, the day that I had to make the decision, turn my stuff in to say, I'm not coming back next year. It was like, 
I know it. And even my superintendent's like, are you crazy? <laughs> what are you doing? It's like, this is God. And then he's able to use that as testimony for, for other people. And isn't, that's, isn't that a wonderful thing as well, that he uses those experiences in our life to share with others, to encourage them in your step out of the boat that you have to walk by faith in, where you have to deny self and, and say, okay, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm picking up my cross and following after you. And notice that that scripture says daily. Yeah. Daily. This isn't just, I'm saved. Now I can do whatever I want. Uh, no daily. <laughs> you, you're going you're gonna to be coming back to it and surrendering again, and that's, that's a good thing. So praise the Lord. Can, yeah. I, can I go back to something you said? You said when the Lord dropped that in your heart that I want to mm-hmm. prepare you for something, mm-hmm. you, you said a phrase. I just want to make sure you're not mm-hmm. speaking in hyperbole, you know, just to make an <laughs> emphasis. You said for almost five years mm-hmm. God yeah. prepared you. Yeah. It, it, I'm looking at it like this. It took that long for yourself to die yep. yeah. and accept what God was doing. Right. Right, a five-year like self-centered hospice plan or something. I'm like, like <laughs> right. I don't know. Like, right, yeah, it, and you know that's a wonderful thing too. Is, is the Lord works in a variety of ways. There are some things where He just shows up, and you're like, "Yep, amputation, boom, out. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> done with that. I'm free of it. And that's the way it is." But there's other things where it takes time, and this was one for us that that took time. But but each chunk that went is like another dead branch, snip, and another one oh, that could grow, wow. and and that's that's our God. So mm-hmm. I love that because it isn't always fast. I think dying mm-hmm. to self is in layers at times like that, how mm-hmm. you described it. So here's, here's a, uh, a weird way of asking um, about this, seeking your life and losing it or losing your life so that you can find it. Mm-hmm. I want to know very honestly, um, how, how does your life just, is it, is it just horrible now? Oh, it's, it's, it's got to be yeah. just horrible. I yeah, know 10 times worse than all whatever of your was, worst no. fears. I mean, you <laughs> said, I'm going to take this step of faith or whatever. I want to know, honestly, how bad yeah. is life right now? <laughs> you know, all those things that, that Amy and I were so concerned about and worried about. Wait, like money? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all, what, like, what about healthcare? Yeah, all that healthcare, <laughs> retirement, money, you know, what, all these things. What about kids. what your parents think or your oh, family? Oh, think? that was a fun one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Almost got uh, ostracized from the family on that one. But yeah, every single one of them. Not only is this not a, not a concern or a worry, but the Lord has blessed us in those areas. He has provided and been faithful. Has it always been the ways that we thought? No, but He has provided. And even like the family, that's an amazing testimony. My my mother in law, bless her heart, love my in laws. They they are wonderful. And but when we sat down and said, "Oh, I'm leaving my job, going to." start this, this school, be a part of it. Oh, well, how much are you getting paid? Well, nothing for the first year, but, you know, hopefully <laughs> there would be... <laughs> what? Um, uh, sent her in a full-fledged panic. <laughs> and, and to the point that she left, um, she, she left all kinds of scripture and things on our, on our kitchen table when she come and see the kids and leave and like, you know, you're going to need to do something, you know, so you're, you're going crazy or whatever. So did she leave that one verse about he who doesn't provide for his family is like worse than an unbeliever? No, so it was, she didn't, she didn't no, it was there? from the catechism. So oh, man, yeah. that's good. <laughs> um, but in, in any case, now they come to every event that we, that we have. She's, she serves at the front desk every now and then and helps out. She, she writes a lot of our thank you cards and and they, they provide in many different ways. I mean, God has just done a work in them. It has, yeah. Again, it's anything that I've done yeah. or anyone else. It's, it's just the Spirit and what He's done in their hearts. And, and so th- we are a work in progress. And if, we're, if we allow Him full access to our hearts to do that, where we deny ourselves daily and say, Lord, I'm here, I'm here again. 
yeah. this broken vessel, I'm here, I'm yours, but I know my identity in you, and I know where I stand. I know my royal position in, in your name, so here I am. Then he's going to continue to progress us. We, we don't have too much time. There are so many other questions I want to ask, but I'm going to, I'm going to cut sure. it short to uh, just a couple of things. Uh, last question. I want to know why you had motivation to do this. Can you nail it down? Maybe even tying it to what is the motive? Why, why would mm-hmm. you take a risk like this? Was it because you loved the kids or, mm-hmm. or did, or is, is it really about your relationship with the Lord or not? I mean, what was the yeah. motivating engine behind taking this risk or doing this? Right. No, that's a good question. And obviously a lot of self-reflection and, and, and prayer went into that. But ultimately when people would ask me, why, why are you doing this? You know, in the moment and then even not so much years later now, because they've seen what the Lord has done. But, but when they asked me that, they said, why are you doing this? And, and really the only thing that I could, could answer is that I need to be obedient. I need to obey what he's doing. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to my flesh. It doesn't, doesn't make sense to all the things that I think I need for security in my life and the things that my family needs. But I, I know that he is saying it. I know that he is directing it. I know that he is revealing it to me. That I know for sure. And I need to be obedient to it. And that's what kept coming to the surface for me is I have to walk in obedience to this. And, and so it was a work in progress, as, as we talked about. But, but ultimately, that, that's what it was. That was the motivator. It's like, I'm being obedient to God. And, and he, he is, he's, a, he's a finisher. He's one that's faithful. Uh, his, his word, his truth, his promises, they do not return void. They, they stand true forever. I mean, all those things just kept continuing to come to the surface and be revealed through walking in obedience. And my prayer for our students, our families, and for everyone is just that, is to be obedient in what he's putting before you, because it, it's not going to return empty. <laughs> this is our God. It's not going to return empty. And, you know, here we are. Here <laughs> Praise we God. Are. Would you stand with me, man? Yeah. And um, uh, church, would you stand with us too? And we're going to, I'm going to ask you to pray over us, but here's the prayer I'd really want you to pray. Um, I want you to pray about us. Uh, denying self and being obedient and yeah. following the Lord. I believe that there are some in this room here that the Lord might be asking you to do things that feel like self-sacrifice or feel like self-denial. And, uh, and I, just, I just believe that the Lord can use you to impart uh, supernatural willingness, you know, like the sure. psalmist said, grant me a willing spirit, you know. And uh, so would you pray for us that yeah. we would follow the will of the Lord? Absolutely. Lord, wow, we just come and humble ourselves before you again. And uh, your word is, is very clear that we humble ourselves before you. You're going to lift us up. You're, you're going to prepare us. You're going to equip us. You're going to give us everything that we need. Our job is to surrender. Our job is to trust. Our job is to be obedient. Self is a powerful thing. It tries to, to, to take us on different roads. It tries to distract us and pull at us every day of our lives. But we have a higher power. <laughs> we have you that we can go to every single day. And in a lot of ways, Lord, I'm thankful. I'm thankful because it drives me to you even more. I, I, I look at what can pull me down and, and drag me aside. And I know there's others here that feel the same way. Of This keeps coming back up again. I'm distracted by this again. I'm, I'm being pulled by this again. We know where our help comes from. And it puts us right back into your arms again and again and again. You know exactly what we need. 
So I just pray for anyone here that is struggling in their walk with self today, uh, that you would, you would just bring a fresh and new perspective that, that says, you want to shatter self? Put me in the center of your life. Put me in the center of everything that you do. And this doesn't mean that they need to be getting up here and <laughs> leading the worship band or, or giving messages every Sunday or, or whatever it may be. It could look like that. But you're not after things and, and accolades and stuff that we can do. You don't need any of that. You're after our hearts. It's the number one thing that you want is our hearts. And we want to hear those words. We want to hear those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. I knew you. I knew you. I was in relation with you and you knew me. And now be welcomed into that intimacy forever. So we can have that today, Lord. If there, if there are those that are here that, that have that in their hearts, I pray that, that you just stir them in a way that they would confess, lay it before you, and just say, I'm yours again. I'm yours again. We love you, Lord. We thank you that you keep after us. You keep pursuing us day after day after day. <laughs> you do not abandon your children. Do not. And we are thankful. May we return back to you today give you all that we are with our heart, mind, soul, and strength. In your holy, precious name.